This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Just a minute after seven, this progressive talk on Capricorn FM. Welcome to the second hour. Thank you for staying with us. Let's talk about that PPE issue. You saw the stories over the weekend talking about procurement in the Department of Health in the province. We're speaking to the head of the department in the Department of Health in the province, Dr. Tokozanim Shongo, who had a press briefing earlier today. But for the benefit of me and you, she's talking to us again this evening, and we're going to go over those issues that were raised there. Dr. Mshongo, good evening. Welcome. Good evening, Angamla, and to the listeners. Good evening, good evening. Uh, thank you very much for joining us and being with us as we, we talk about these issues. I, I was following the press briefing and I've seen uh, and I've read the statement as well and the issues that are being raised there, the issues that you wanted to highlight. But before I go to what I want to ask you, uh, let me start with the key issues that you wanted to put across, the key message you wanted to communicate as a department to the public. Well, again, thank you very much. I appreciate this opportunity. The one issue that I wanted to communicate to our people of Limpopo is, in fact, where we are in terms of the road we have traveled in fighting this pandemic as a province. And also to indicate that there were resources that were utilized for this province and how these resources were utilized so that I also account to the people of Limpopo and not necessarily on an administrative level per se. So that was the purpose of actually addressing uh, the public through the media. Mm. And of course, so you have seen the questions that talks about allegations of corruption on the procurement process. So perhaps let's talk about the procurement process. How did you embark on that? What kind of methodology was used to arrive where we eventually are? When it comes to procurement and procurement processes, those processes are legislated even in a disaster state. There are still laws that govern procurement. So what I indicated is even when the disaster was declared and an emergency state was declared, with the emergency procurement processes, they are also governed by certain prescripts. And as a department, we had to follow those prescripts. When um, we were selecting companies, we were also guided by the fact that those companies must be on the central database. Initially, that's how these procurements were being done. Mm. And there was a period of crisis when we started with this epidemic. If you remember correctly, there was a period where even the world was actually in the brink of collapse as far as this pandemic is concerned. And during that period, the supply versus demand was a big issue. Mm. So there was a period of also a smash and grab. I remember correctly that there was a period where for the sake of us having PPEs, because everybody will come and say, I've got PPEs, we got to the point where we are saying, bring the PPEs here at the gate. Only then would I entertain you. Because I was tired that each time we are issuing award letters to people, but nothing gets delivered, and I can't put my healthcare workers in that state. Mm. Later on, as the world stabilized, mind you, to the people of Limpopo, we were caught napping as a country. Most of the PPEs are not manufactured locally. Mm. So when the other countries were also dealing with their own pandemics, 
with the pandemics in their own country, it affected us in terms of supply because we were not a priority to them. So this is why, therefore, when the shortage became global, mm. it was a question of who's got it and you take whatever you, you have at that particular time. But then... As the National Treasury also matured and stabilized, mm. there were mechanisms that were then created at a national level that had to guide us as provinces on a coordinated fashion and including the price guidelines. Mm. And even during that time, this province never deviated from any prescript that was issued even by the National Treasury. So those were the guiding principles and the weather deviations you are required to declare them in the provincial treasury mm. and we have complied with all those processes. So that's how the procurement was done. When the provincial PPE database was established and came into effect towards the end of June, mm-hmm. we then had to utilize the provincial database starting from that period of effectiveness. So there were various stages which called for different approaches mm. as we moved along the pandemic. So you say that the provincial database uh, was completed towards June. Between March and the intervening period, what database was used? How was the sourcing done? The sourcing was done through either the national uh, contract or those that had been awarded tenders even before the pandemic on some of the items, they were the first port of call to be called to supply. Where they couldn't meet those requirements, then we had to go on a quotation basis. But the guiding principle was saying that supplier must be on the central supplier database. So we still had to comply with that. Even if you were to walk in and you are saying you've got this thing, our responsibility is to ensure, are you in the central supplier database? And if you are not, unfortunately, we cannot do business with you. And there were such service providers that we couldn't deal with them because when we checked them, Mm. they were not on the central supplier database. When you talked about that there were instances where quotation basis kind of method was necessary to be used, uh, there are reports, of course, you would have read this, suggesting that there is a company from uh, before me might get to that. So the reports are also suggesting that there were those that were headhunted. Do these two correlate? Is it at that stage that perhaps some were headhunted or perhaps even then in the beginning, were there instances where you had to headhunt, had to go out and, and, and check what people can offer and so on? Yes, there was that stage mm. because everybody was saying I can offer. And I've got record to my people that people were given those opportunities to supply as that which they could offer. And this sanitizer issue is one of the examples where we've got companies that said they've got sanitizers, but the sanitizers didn't meet the specification as per the WHO. They let that component that is required for infection prevention and control for health establishments and for use by healthcare workers. And it is for that reason, therefore, that those sanitizers couldn't be taken by the Department of Health. But in other departments that are not health facilities, those sanitizers probably could have been used, like the ones that you would buy in your discounts and everything. It is at that time when we were dropped and being failed that we now have to look at alternatives because we can't go back to our healthcare workers and say we've got no sanitizers. Mm. And when 
we through the head hunting and looking at manufacturers, we then found this company in KZN that is a manufacturer. Mm. And that company met the WHO specifications and that, that how we ended up dealing with that company. And given the state that we were at that time, which is also a state of imagined, not knowing what the future holds for us, mm. we placed a bulk order. For, with that company so that we are secured that at least we cannot run out of uh, sanitizers because even the rate of utilization had just skyrocketed uh, 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 based on COVID. So it is fair to say that the KZN company was headhunted and was procured by the province and not the national office? No, no, no. The KZN uh, company is a provincial procurement. It's not coming from the national office. Okay. And um, so we have explained what necessitated that, I see. But but the other issues that are, are being raised there, um, and, and I'm going to allow you to clear this. So you've seen the allegations that are suggesting that there are companies that got tenders because they are related to political leaders. You've seen reports suggesting that companies that got tenders because they are related to uh, the MEC, someone is a friend to the MEC who's, who their relative got a tender and things like that. And how do you respond to that as one that has been in charge of this procurement? From my uh, side, I may not know people's relations. I can only account for those that are related to me. Mm. But in terms of the procurement, the political office bearer, Mm. in terms of law, doesn't form part of any procurement process. And even if there were such relations, we are governed in this space by the laws. I understand the issue of perception. Mm. However, even where I would like to use perception, I've been approached by a number of people, I must be honest to the people of Limpopo, Mm. to say, but we didn't get this, but we didn't get that. Right. Mm. We are a, 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 a disabled group we, we didn't get anything, mm. uh, as an example. I am saying the prescripts that we are given, if those prescripts were followed, I also don't have a right to say, please give to this one. They must also form part of the legislated process. Now, in terms of relations and relationships, mm-hmm. the prescripts are very clear that one, the service provider has a duty to disclose his relationship on the SPD4 form, right? And two, the, any employee who is part of the procurement process, who is aware of a service provider where he's got relations with, he is supposed to disclose and excuse himself from that process. Mm. The report that I got in the various levels where the procurement processes take place, doesn't support the allegations that are out there. I have therefore made the call to say those who may have tangible information, they are more than welcome to bring it forward either to me or to any other independent body for investigation. And there are reports that, of course, are talking about 932 million that was used. And you've already said those reports are misleading. What are the correct figures? The correct figure is that this province, as at 16th August, 
2020. For PPEs, they have spent that money of 526 million. Mm. Now, when you compare the prices that we were awarding to companies, we had the principle of passing the lowest price quoted to all other companies because what we were doing per item, we will award it to different companies, majority. And in the quotation, the one who quoted the lowest price, we will then pass it as the same price to all of them. If you look at our price, mm. I'll give you an example. When the Treasury note gave us a range of up to 43 rand of a mask, this province only procured at 20 rand maximum. And that was even for smaller quantities. Where we were ordering big quantities, we negotiated the price further to 16 rand. So if you compare us and the allegations of corruption that are out there, surely it would have been easy for us to pass 43 rand for a mask because we are corrupt and we want to benefit. But instead, we will negotiate even further down. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why we are saying with that kind of an exercise, we didn't pass any price that was above the National Treasury guideline. Mm -hmm. Instead, we had a savings of 311 million. Now, if you look at what the total awards of contract were, it amounts to something like 625 million. But in that 625 million, I've already said, some service providers even failed to supply us the quantities that we had awarded them for. Therefore, we only pay you for what we received and found in good order. That is why the expenditure is not 625, but it's 526, because not all the service providers supplied according to their award letters in terms of quantities. Now, if you add that 625, probably with the 311 million, you might come up with 932. Maybe the person who came up with that figure of 932 made that error, and that figure becomes misleading. So for the record, the amount spent on PPE by the province is 532, and the Department of Health is 526. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And the Department of Health in that 526 was not procuring for health facilities and healthcare workers only. It was for the entire province. So contained in that 526, subtract 133 million, which is a bill that you could journal to the other departments. Mm. All right. Thank you very much, uh, HOD. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much, and thank you again to the listeners. Can we continue fighting together? I thank you. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.